0: We go. You're listening to Email Friday on Law and Gospel on this February the seventeenth in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. Uh, yesterday with Pastor Wes Reimnitz, we talked about whether tithing was really part of the church today, and we pointed out that no tithing was part of the ceremonial law. And that giving today still should be going on, but it's really a matter between you and God, not between you and the church or other people. And so, yes, some people can tithe, but I don't like even using the word because it reminds us of Old Testament ceremonial laws that no longer are in effect for us today. Today, we're taking a look at an email entitled, A Third of Americans Have Stopped Going to Church. Wow. It's a new study on how the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown impacted church attendance in the United States. It found that roughly one in three Americans now say, They've stopped attending religious services. Now we know that the pandemic lockdowns disrupted religious participation for millions of Americans. This was conducted by a survey on American life, a project of the American Enterprise Institute. In the summer of 2020, only 13% of Americans reported attending in-person worship services. Now, by 2022, that increased to 27% of Americans. But the rates of worship attendance are still lower than they were before the pandemic and subsequent lockdowns. In the spring of 2022, 33% of Americans reported that they never attend religious services, compared to 25% who reported this before the pandemic, according to the survey, which, well, it clarifies that only a few among the most religiously engaged Americans are part of that group. The largest declines in attendance were seen among adults younger than 50 years old, adults with a college degree or less, Hispanic Catholics, Black Protestants, and white mainline Protestants. Now, the largest increases in attendance during these periods were seen among adults aged 30 to 49, adults with less than a college degree and black Protestants. Conservatives, adults aged 50 and older, women, married adults, and those with a college degree were more likely to attend than were other groups in both periods. Much of this decline in attendance was due to people completely abstaining from worship, the survey says. Nationally, religious identity among American adults stayed largely consistent during the pandemic with minimal evidence of religious switching during this period. That means that prior to the COVID, if you were a Baptist or a Roman Catholic or a Lutheran, then you continued to be that after COVID. There were 19% of adults that did change their religious identification during the pandemic including 6% who were unaffiliated pre-pandemic but reported a religious identity in the spring of 2022 5% who reported a religious pre-pandemic were unaffiliated in spring 2022 now this report also from the American Bible Society, found that 40% of Generation Z Z adults, those are ages 18 and older, attended church primarily online, and they were followed closely by 36% of churchgoers ages 77 and older. Online. There are a number of ways that you can worship online during the pandemic. You know, people were told they had to wear masks. Uh, the churches that I'm involved with, four of them, did also wear masks during that time, and attendance was down. Now, in the four churches, that I'm involved with now for going on three years, I have to say that the attendance is back to what it was except for the one church that's affiliated with the university. But that cannot be just the cause of COVID. Uh, For example, last year, a number of the students graduated who were coming to church and that lowered the number. Although this year, it appears that more of the students are coming than were before. So in some churches, attendance is pretty well back. But in other churches, it's still down. People got used to worshiping over the internet. They were told how to find it. In fact, I did that for a while where the sermons were also found on the internet and I also had a regular Bible study that people could phone a number and listen to it and also respond to it on the phone. And and so it was with a phone conference group that I'm with a, a number of times. That, that means I, I could have up to 200 people on the line. Now, we never reached that 200 people, but at least it was an opportunity to do a Bible study where people were not coming to church. The survey goes on that last November, LifeWay Research result, released the results of a phone survey of 1,000 Protestant pastors. It showed that while churches were resuming the majority of their in-person services, on average, attendance at their churches in August 2022 was only 85% of their Sunday attendance levels in January, 2020. Now that still is the highest in over two years of attendance levels returning. The average church reported 63% of its pre-pandemic in-person attendance in September, 2020. By August, 2021, that number climbed to 73% and jumped to the 85% in 2022. Now, while there are a handful of exceptions, we can definitely say that churches in the US have reopened. Mass began to rapidly disappear in many settings in 2022. But churchgoers have not reappeared quite as fast. For example, in the churches that we attend, I and my wife still wear a mask. When, when I do the sermon, I take it off because it's easier to speak without a mask. But then when we have the Lord's Supper, I definitely wear a mask and a glove. We've had in the congregations around 10 people who came down with COVID recently. So it's still something to be concerned about. What we're dealing with then is that the percentage of Americans who say they had attended religious services in the previous month had leveled off as more churches and houses of worship lifted various COVID-19 meeting restrictions and safety precautions. I still don't shake hands with anybody. And I often will be able to talk to them. I talk at one service after the 8.30 service, then I'm also available after the 11 o'clock service. And people can actually come into a separate room and we can speak there about their concerns. So each church is a little different. There are times where there is definitely more people coming to church than there were during the COVID problems, but the largest increases in attendance were seen among adults aged 30 to 49. And that's also, which is very interesting, an email I received, that the Roman Catholic Church has not, again, received all their members back that they had in 2020. But the amount of contributions have increased over 2020, even though there are less people attending church. And that can probably occur in a number of churches because after COVID, people were able to resume their occupations And right now, there are occupations that are paying a lot more. Uh, For example, another email we received was that California is adopting a law that fast food restaurants need to be paying almost 25% more to their employees than they were. Now, Places like Walmart or Costco, they can probably afford that. But the small places, they're 49% of the income, they're going to be devastated because they're not going to be able to increase wages that high. And it's not right that a government decides what you have to pay. That should be what the market decides. And as you well know, when you go to these fast food restaurants, that dollar cheeseburger has now changed into $2.30. And they're trying to bring out all kinds of other foods to help people, but it's a fierce war among the merchants. Another email talks about the fierce war, though, for our souls. It is by Michael Brown. He indicates that no generation in history has had so many distractions to deal with, so many temptations. There's so much more entertainment and defilement available right at your fingertips literally because of the computer. Therefore, it's much harder to live consecrated, undistracted lives for the Lord, lives that are free from the contamination of sin and the saturation of the world. Michael Brown says bluntly, we are in the midst of of a fierce war for our souls. Yet many of us are living as if we were on vacation. We must wake up. The enemy of our souls is out for our souls. This is not to minimize, he says, the terrible suffering endured for the faith by brothers and sisters in heavily persecuted countries where they're actually put to death. They are paying the ultimate price for their convictions right until this day. But he's speaking of the temptations of sin and the distractions of the world that we are facing in unique and unprecedented ways because of which many more are falling away from the Lord. This is a simple observation rather than rocket science to the objections of the new atheists and agnostic professors, in addition to the impact of gay activism, in addition to the problem of suffering, in addition to many church scandals, in addition to the challenge of religious exclusivism, there is now one more great obstacle to our relationship with the Lord. There are lots and lots of opportunities to sin. He says there's an old saying that either sin will keep you from the Bible or the Bible will keep you from sin that's kind of an interesting observation because it's kind of true. A lot of people stay away from the Bible and worship because of a sinful lifestyle. For when they go to worship, they hear that their lifestyle is inappropriate to the Lord. Uh, I'll tell you, you got to go to YouTube. It's easy to get And I'm talking about the free YouTube where you can type in various items. Uh, Last evening, I took a look at about a half hour of small segments of people arguing that though they were born female, they're really male. Or though they were born male, they really want to be female. We've talked about this. And they were arguing about what was a woman. Now, a good speaker said a woman is someone who can bear a child. But one of these individuals said, no, a man can bear a child also. Well, how's that possible? Well, they may have been born a woman, the speaker said, but they decide to become a man, and therefore they can still have a child because they have those items that are necessary for the birth of a child, but they're saying that they are a man. There's a big argument over what pronouns you should use, and I'm, I'm thinking of this, and I'm saying no this is contrary to the word of God. God created man and woman. That's what a true marriage is between a man and a woman, not between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. So there is no doubt that sin will keep you from church because you don't want to be contradicted or criticize. But in reading the Bible, it can keep you from sin. How does that happen? Well, it's kind of like maybe having a person at school or at work that you don't like very much. But then on your birthday, they give you a gift unexpectedly. It changes your attitude toward that person. You may become good friends with that person. Well, this is how Christianity works. Pastors and Christians, they share the good news that Jesus Christ has given you a gift, a gift of the forgiveness of sins. Now, remember, it was sin that keeps people from coming to church but when they come to a recognition through faith given to them by the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ has died for their sin and they are not held accountable for their sin, that really changes their attitude and it gives them hope that when they die, heaven can be their home. There's no doubt that distractions that we find in the world today will keep us from maturing in the world. The email talks about the parable of the sower that Jesus spoke. Remember, there was a man sowing seed on different types of ground. Now, the man was Jesus, and the seed represented God's word the seed that fell on thorny soil, it grew into a plant, but the thorns choked it, and so it could not come to maturity and bear fruit. Now, that's what the work of the Holy Spirit is. It's the fruits of faith motivated by our love for Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus explained what the thorns represented. They represented the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the pleasures of life, and the desires for other things that enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. We live in a very thorny world, and that's why it's important to talk to your friends who can listen to radio station KFUO even if they are not near us in St. Louis because it's broadcast over the internet. I have friends in Russia that I visited that listen to my program. And throughout the world, people can listen. And what they're listening for is the word of God taught in its purity. That's why John wrote in his epistle, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, the pride of life, is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But who does the will of God abides forever. Now, what Jesus is talking about when he talks about the world, he's a aw- aw- also talking about the work of the devil. The devil continues to tempt us, as he did Adam and Eve. He gives you the impression that if you are able to become like God, then you are God. And I saw a woman on the YouTube talking about, nobody can tell me what I have to do with my body it's my body. I can do whatever I want. And she was talking about abortion, unfortunately, because she says, I am my own God. Just think back to the days before we had cable TV, let alone the streaming services online. We had four or five channels to choose from, Some of them stopped broadcasting at midnight, and for many years, our home TVs were black and white, often with poor reception. Now, before that, there was radio only, and before that, only books and table games and the like. Contrast that way of life with today's way of life when you can watch breaking news on your cell phone or view an endless number of movies or a multitude of live sporting events, almost wherever you are in the world and right in the palm of your hands. And let's not forget the constant distraction of many programs that are contrary to the word of God. Your brains get rewired for constant digital stimulation to the point that it is increasingly difficult to focus for long on the Word of God. This is destructive to our spiritual life. It's much easier to be shallow and scattered than to be deep and focused. And that's why it's important that you listen to KFUO, attend worship services weekly, so that you are able to become deep and focused on the will of God and the gifts that He wants to give you. We'll continue with a Law and Gospel point of view on Monday's program. Join us. I'm Tom Baker. God bless you.